Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Meisterbrow means the master brew. That whistle is your invitation to another Meisterbrow mystery drama presented by The Whistler. the whistler, and I know many things, for I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors which they dare not speak. Meister Brow Beer, the Master Brew, served more often in Chicagoland homes than any other beer, brings you another curious story by the whistler. Tonight, Blind Impulse. Steve was in his glory. Never in his wildest dreams had he ever believed a thing like this could come to pass. Here they were, just the two of them, at Carol Crandall's special table at the top of the mark in San Francisco. Through the huge plate glass window, he could see the shining city stretching away to the east. A line of lights marking the Bay Bridge, pointing across the water like an arrow at other sparkling cities at the foot of the hills on the other side of the bay. Everything sparkled, the brilliant room sparkled, and across from him, Carol Crandall sparkled. What's the matter, Stevie? Huh? Not going pensive on me, are you? Oh, no, just thinking, Carol. Better watch that. Mother always told me, beware of the man who thinks too much. It's the music, darling. Always makes me philosophical. Mm. And there are other things. Ah, other things. Pray go on. Oh, the night. That beautiful city down there. And you. Stevie, you read it in a book. No, no, not at all. Just came to me all of a sudden. <laughs> Just like Ronald Cole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something about you, Stevie. Makes me want to wrap you up and take you home. Ah, doing your Christmas shopping early. Exactly. Excuse me, darling. <laughs> uh, don't go away. Be right back. <laughs> Be right here. Pardon me, please. Oh, excuse me. Uh, waiter. Oh, yes, Mr. Kinsella. The operator is ready with that long-distance call of yours. Oh, thanks. You can take the call in the phone booth right over there. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Steve Kinsella speaking. Mr. Kinsella, your call to Juarez is ready. Just one moment, please. Go ahead, please. Hello, Steve. Millie, how are you, darling? How's it going? All right. Guess? What do you mean, your guess? It went the way you wanted it to go. I got my divorce without a hitch. Is it final? I don't know much Mexican, but it sounded like it. That's wonderful. Yes. Isn't it? You don't sound very happy, Millie. Should I be? Please, Millie, let's not go through all that again. It's not forever. I don't know, Steve. It sounded pretty final. Will you try and understand, Millie? I love you. I'll never love anyone else. For some crazy reason, this girl thinks I'm wonderful. Oh, Look, darling, her old man's dying in an Arizona sanitarium with over a million bucks in the bank. 
Can I pass up an opportunity like that? No, I guess you can't. Well, then... But no matter how many times you explain it to me, I can't get over the feeling that you're not coming back. But I am coming back, don't you see? All I need is a year, maybe six months. And you'll divorce her and come back to me. With half of his estate. <laughs> think what it means to us, Millie. The things we can do, the places we can go. I don't want to think about it. Now, look, Millie. I've tried. I've tried awfully hard. But all I can see is that I'm giving you to another woman. Millie, please. That's all, Steve. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Have your divorce now. You're free to marry her. Go ahead. But please forget all about me. Will you? Millie, will you? Hello. Hello, Millie. Oh, for the love of Mike. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Oh, there you are, darling. Thought you deserted me. Oh, I'm sorry, Carol. Meet Lana Turner out there somewhere? I was about to send out to St. Bernard. Oh, nothing so glamorous, I'm afraid. Just a phone call. Oh. Yeah, let's see. Uh, where were we? You were about to ask me to marry you. What? Weren't you? Well, Carol, I... Don't be flustered, dear. People get married every day. Well, I... You uh, were going to ask me to marry you, weren't you? What made you think so? You had that look. Was it that bad? I'm an expert, Stevie. I can see it a mile off. Well, you're certain... Oh, please don't think I'm vain. It'd happen just as often to any girl who was reasonably presentable, who... Who what? Had a wealthy father. I see. But you've decided you love me anyway. Did I say that? Didn't you? No, I didn't say I love you, Stevie. I said I wanted to marry you. There's a difference. Oh, you see, I like your looks, and I like the way you wear your dinner clothes. <laughs> and I like the way you laugh. There are hundreds of things I like about you, and I just think it'd be fun to be married to you. Is that all? Isn't that enough? <laughs> You're an amazing girl, Carol. <laughs> At least I'm honest. Carol, I don't know what to say. You love me, don't you? Of course I do. Oh, you'll never go to heaven, Stevie. What do you mean? You're lying. You think I'm a spoiled little girl who's always had everything she wants. Oh, no. Oh, yes, stupid, but covered with money. Oh, no, wait a minute, Carol. And you're wrong, Stevie. I'm not stupid. When I met you, I said to myself, Looky, Carol, here's a man who wants to marry you for your money. Carol, listen. Don't let her worry you for a minute, dear, don't you see? It's not worrying me. Now, let's see. I might possibly marry you tomorrow or the day after at the very latest. I see. Any objections? No. Good. It's just as I told you, Stevie. I want to wrap you up and take you home. (laughs) (laughs) This may be a rather strange and strained attraction that Carol has for Steve... But we know of one attraction that is perfectly natural. And that is the attraction Golden Good Meisterbrow Beer has for the person who is particular about beer. You see, Meisterbrow Beer has been painstakingly brewed for you who demand the best in old-fashioned flavor, in creamy head, in golden body, and in outstanding value. That's why we say that Meisterbrow Beer is better in these four ways. Meisterbrow has been specifically brewed that way. Try Golden Meisterbrow beer yourself soon. Enjoy its pleasantly dry and exciting taste. 
Feast your eyes on Meisterbrow's clear golden color and light but tasteful body. Smack your lips over that rich, creamy head. In short, treat yourself. And we do mean treat yourself to a glass of bubbling, refreshing Meisterbrow beer tonight. You'll find the pleasure is all yours when yours is Meisterbrow beer. Now, back to the whistler. So that was it, Steve. No pressure, no persuasion. It was just like falling off a log, wasn't it? And it's all so clear. Nothing can stop it now. Old Simon Crandall, Carol's father, is wasting away in that sanitarium in Arizona with only a few months, maybe weeks, to live. And when he dies, the estate will go not to Carol alone, but to both of you because of the community property laws. All you have to do is be patient, Steve, and hope that Millie will be patient, too. That she'll realize that what she told you over the telephone that night was foolish. That she'll decide to wait for you because... In your own way, you do love Millie, don't you? You carried off pretty well during the first part of the honeymoon, Mexico City, Havana, Caracas. And finally, one night about six weeks later, the two of you are dressing for dinner in your hotel room in Rio de Janeiro. Steve, darling, would you mind helping me? Huh? The hooks on this dress. Oh, oh sure, sure. Why must they always put them out of reach? Wait a minute, I'll share this thing. Yes, what is it? Telegram, senor. Uh, just a minute. There you are, dear. Now, just a second. Yes? Camera Grand, senor. Oh. Oh, here you are. Gracias, gracias, senor. What is it, darling? Cablegram. Where's it from? Tucson, Arizona. Probably your father. You don't suppose... No, no, wait a minute. Think it advisable you return to Tucson immediately... Signed Whiteside. His father's doctor. Something's wrong. Yeah. Steve. Huh? Do you have to look so pleased? I'm awfully sorry, Mrs. Kinsella. Dr. Whiteside's orders I insist not... on seeing him. That's all there is to it. Be reasonable, Carol. I don't care. I didn't fly 6,000 miles to be stood up in an anteroom. Just, just a minute, Carol. Just a minute. Go ahead, here. nurse. I'll take care of it. Yes, sir. He's dying, Steve. They're trying to keep me away. The doctor has his reasons. It's reason. been half an hour now. I, I can't take it much longer. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Here, have a cigarette. It'll quiet your nerves. Here. There you are. I... I didn't know I'd feel this way. It had to come sooner or later. It didn't come too soon for you, did it? Oh, now, see here. Funny, isn't it? I knew this was coming. We could all see it months ago. Yet I have to wait until the last moment when it's staring me right in the face to discover that deep inside I've got a heart after all. The doctor will see you now. Oh, thank you. This way, please. How do I look, Steve? Great. Keep your chin up. I'll try. Here we are. Father. Well, can't you do better than that, Carol? Father, you're... You're dressed. Why aren't you in bed? I've been in bed for six months. Got tired of it. You mean you're... You're well? Well, I wanted to surprise you, Carol. 
Doctor, what's he talking about? He's sound as a dollar. Gave him his final tests this morning. I'd say if he takes care of himself, he's good for another 20 years. At least. <laughs> I, I thought you were dying. Yeah. Well, that's... That's ridiculous. You see, Simon, I told you we should have made that cablegram plainer. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I just wanted to surprise you, that's all. Oh, Father. You don't know how I feel. Oh, there, there, Carol. We're going to forget all about it. We'll go up to the Grand Canyon for a few days, you and I. And Steve. I take it this is Steve. Oh, yes, Steve. Hello, Mr. Crandall. I forgot all about you for a minute. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, yes, yes, of course it's wonderful. I guess I sort of bowled over. It was such a relief. Father, you don't know what Stevie went through when we got that cable grail. The poor boy was almost beside himself. Uh, yes, it was an awful shock, you know. And... Uh, here, darling, have a cigarette. It'll quiet your nerves. <laughs> The doctor said, 20 years, Steve. Maybe more. You know, the whole thing's ridiculous now. A blundering failure. And that Millie is in Los Angeles eating her heart out for nothing. When the three of you arrive at the Altavar Hotel on the rim of the Grand Canyon the next afternoon, you excuse yourself. Walk into the telegraph office and write a wire to Millie. I've decided you were right. All I want now is out, and only solution is immediate divorce. We'll discuss it with Carol at earliest moment. All my love, Steve. You tip the clerk an extra dollar to keep it under his hat. Then, because you're desperate for a few hours alone, you spend the rest of the afternoon walking along the rim of the canyon trying to lose yourself in its breathtaking colors, its blue distances and terrifying depths. So it's almost time for dinner when you arrive back at the hotel room to find Carol waiting for you. Hello, Carol. Steve, have a nice walk. Wonderful. Where's your father? Trying to arrange a trip to Phantom Ranch tomorrow morning. When I last saw him, he was about to hit the stable man over the head with a whiffle tree. Huh. No trip scheduled tomorrow, and they don't want to let him go down the trail alone. They say it's too dangerous. I left just before the explosion. Dr. Whiteside was right, Stevie. Father's his old self again. Hmm. Stevie. Yes? Does Millie have more money than I have? Who said anything about Millie? She seems to outrank me. Is it her money, or does she have a beautiful soul? You know, you never told me about anyone named Millie. What did you find out about her? This telegram. Came this afternoon after you'd gone. You opened it? By mistake, believe it or not. At this point, I'm rather glad I did. Give it to me. Steve, dear, your wife, your wire was all I needed. Coming at once. Of wonderful news. Hold everything until I arrive. Love, Millie. Who is she? It's a long story. I was married to her once. Before you met me? That's right. Oh. You never told me you'd been married before, darling. You weren't interested at the time. Oh, I suppose I wasn't. So you've decided you love her after all, and you want to go back to her now that... Now that what? Now that father's back on his feet. 
You're pretty blunt. You didn't answer my question, Stevie. Do you love her? Yes. You always have? I suppose so. Well, you don't know how complicated you're making things. What am I supposed to do now? Divorce me? Oh? Let me go back to her? I hate divorce, Stevie. I always have. Can you uh, think of a better answer? I'm afraid there isn't any answer. You went into this with your eyes open, you know. The money? Mm-hmm. I suppose it should be just as simple to let you go. Well, it's not that simple. Why not? See, I love you. That's almost funny. I know it sounds ridiculous. It is. You're a spoiled little girl, Carol. Always had everything you wanted. You know, it may have been amusing to lean across a dinner table and tell me I was next on your list of trinkets, but it wasn't love. Uh, what was it you said? Something about wrapping me up and taking me home. What did you expect? I'm sorry, Stevie. You know, this is funny. You're the heel and I'm doing the apologizing. What? You were next on my list of trinkets. But I guess the past six weeks have made, made a lot of difference. I'm sorry. Thanks. Let it ride for a while, will you? I, I want to think it over. All right, Carol. Of all the incompetent, unreasonable idiots, those birds take the cake. Never heard of anything so fantastic in my life. What's the matter, Father? Either refuse to let me go down that trail in the canyon tomorrow. Say I have to wait until Thursday. Make the trip with 30 old maid school teachers and a guide. Are you going with them? Not on your life. Hired a couple of horses for tomorrow morning. Told them we're going somewhere else. You can leave at five in the morning and start down the trail before anyone's around to spot us. We? Oh, oh, I forgot to mention that, Steve. You're going with me. What time is it, Steve? Quarter to eight. How much farther down to the bottom? Oh, a couple of miles by the trail. A thousand feet straight down if you're in an awful hurry. By George, look down there, Steve. I'd rather not. I don't trust this horse. Oh, they're used to it. Let him have his head, though, when we get to that narrow stretch down there. Looks like that's that dangerous place the guide was telling me about. And a few accidents there, it seems. <laughs> You'll never know where the idea came from, will you, Steve? You're not even sure it was an idea. It's more of a flash and of irresistible impulse. One moment you see him there ahead of you, starting to guide his horse down the dangerous series of switchbacks, where the trail narrows down to almost nothing, and the cliffs drop away sheer for a thousand feet. The next moment you're moving up on him. Your right hand tense, trembling, gripping the long, dangling rein like a whip. Better watch it here. Pretty narrow. Ah. Whoa, boy, whoa! Steve! Stop it, Steve! He's falling, Steve! Ah! I, I'm sorry, Ranger. That's all I can tell you. 
You say this business of going down that trail without a guide was his own idea? That's it. The horse stumbled. Of course he stumbled. That trail's from mules, not horses. I've got to find my wife, Ranger. Where is she? She's in her room at the hotel. Does she know about this? Yeah, I told her. You'll be available, Mr. Kinsella. Yes, of course. Good. I may want you when the authorities get here. Ranger said he told you about it. Yes. He's very kind. Carol, it, it was awful. One second he was there ahead of me. The next... I know. It, it was my fault, Carol. I, I should never have let him go. There was no stopping him ever. Once he made up his mind. Well, I should have gone ahead. It, it would have been safe. I, I should have known a balky horse, a rock in the trail. No, that's not what killed him. Huh? I killed him, Steve. In a way. I killed him that night. I told you I wanted to wrap you up and take you home. That was the big wrong. To look at it as a lark to marry a man you knew was after your money and nothing else. Carol, what are you talking about? Sit down, Steve. Well, please. What are you talking about, Carol? I saw you do it, Steve. You? I saw you kill him. You don't know what you're saying. There's a public telescope on the point out there. Quite an invention. You can put a dime in it and see your father murdered. The biggest ten cents worth in history. Carol! I was interested in that trip. I wanted to see the two of you together. That's why I went out there alone to that telescope at eight o'clock this morning. Puts me in a fascinating position, Steve. I was the only one who saw it. Saw you ride up behind him and lift that rein and whip the horse. All right, Carol. Where do we go from here? I seem to have two alternatives. I can expose you. Carol. Have you charged with murder and put on trial? Oh, yes, I can give the yellow journals a field day with the Crandall case. Spread it all over the country for the next six months. Human interest stuff, you know. Playgirl heiress collapses at trial. Money-seeking husband denies murder charge. Reporters, newsreels, people smacking their lips over the scandal. Yes, it would make a wonderful two-page spread in the National Weekly, wouldn't it? Please. But I'd do it, Steve. I'd take all that. If I thought there was a chance in the world you'd be convicted... I'd walk down to that ranger right now and tell him everything. But there isn't a chance, you see. I'd pay the price and I'd get nowhere. Because some brilliant lawmaker at some time or other decided he'd make it illegal for a wife to testify against her husband. Wait a minute. I mean I'm helpless. I'm the only witness, but I can't testify because I'm your wife. So that leaves me the other alternative. To let it lie. Let them decide it was an accident. <laughs> you win.
Better answer the phone. Yeah. Hello? There is a Mrs. Millie Kinsella in the lobby. Just a minute. It's Millie, Carol. Send her up. I want to be the first to congratulate her. The Whistler will return in just a moment. But first, when it's real beer drinking enjoyment you want, remember, Meisterbrow beer is better four ways. Yes, according to independent research among Meisterbrow beer drinkers, Meisterbrow beer is better four ways. One, better taste. Select seedless hops, perfectly brewed, give Meisterbrow beer a taste mellowed through and through with old-fashioned beer goodness. Two, better head. Carefully balanced carbonation gives Meisterbrow beer a rich, creamy head, a head that stays and stays to the last delicious swallow. Three, better body. Choice ingredients selected and blended with care give Meisterbrow beer its full, light body so pleasing to your taste. And four, better value. With a skill equal by none, Meisterbrow's master brewer combines all of these distinctly better things into one great beer to give you better value in beer drinking pleasure. So remember, for real refreshing satisfaction, for beer that's sure to please, insist on Meisterbrow beer, the beer that's better, four ways, always. Now, back to the whistler. So there's nothing more to be said, is there, Steve? Two of you, you and Carol, sit quietly in the room at the Altabar Hotel, waiting for Millie to come up from the lobby. The whole morning has been like something out of a nightmare. A blinding impulse that made you drive Simon Crandall's horse over the cliff. Carol's amazing admission that she saw it all through a public telescope. And her unbelievable decision to let you get by with it. Because she knew her testimony wouldn't be accepted under the law. So the money is yours now, Steve. Half of Simon's estate. But somehow it doesn't interest you anymore. A moment later, Millie knocks on the door and you let her in. Millie. Oh, that's so wonderful, darling. I came just as fast as I could. Please. Oh. Millie. This is Carol. How do you do? Hello. I've heard a lot about you. I imagine you have. Uh, Millie, Carol has been very reasonable about everything. She's going to give me a divorce. But that's what I meant in the telegram, darling. You won't have to get a divorce. What? The authorities just told me. A Mexican divorce by proxy isn't recognized as legal. So you've been married to me all the time. Millie. What did you say? Oh, I know it'll be a little awkward, but you see, legally you never were his wife. Because he's never really been divorced from me. Millie, wait a minute. I'm not his wife, is that it? We were never legally married. That's right. What's the matter? Did I say something wrong? No, Millie. Nothing at all. Now I think I'd better leave you two lovebirds alone. I've got a date downstairs. It's the ranger. 
pleasure, the Peter Han Brewery Company of Chicago, brewers of Meisterbrow beer, bring you the strange tales of the Whistler and the station every Sunday night at 9.30. Next week, another exciting story by the Whistler. Tonight's story was produced by Sherman Marks with music conducted by Hunter Kaler. Tonight's production starred Patricia Dunlap as Carol, Ed Prentice as Steve. The part of Millie was played by Josephine Hippel. Bill Green was heard as Simon Crandall. The Whistler is played by Everett Clark. Sound effects by Ed Weitel and Lou Weir. All characters portrayed in tonight's episode are imaginary, and any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. If you would like to be in the studio audience, address your request for free tickets to radio station WBBM, Department A, Wrigley Building, Chicago 11, Illinois. This is Bob Venables reminding you that Meisterbrow means the master brew. This program has come to you from our CBS studios in Chicago. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago.